Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Good Friday morning, and here it comes. That massive weekend storm ramping up, set to cause major disruptions. Good morning, it's December 15th, and this is today. Washout, tens of millions from Florida all the way to Maine, now bracing for a major storm during a busy weekend of holiday shopping and travel. Al's tracking what you can expect with a little more than a week to go until Christmas. Breaking overnight in the dark, New York City hit with a sudden power outage. Smoke seen rising from a large substation. The FDNY called in to rescue people trapped in elevators. This morning, what may have caused the blackout? New phase, the U.S. pushing Israel to shift its offensive and limit civilian casualties in Gaza. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan delivering the message in person. This is what we believe is the best way to achieve both your tactical and strategic goals. Plus, the security alert in Europe. Hamas members arrested over suspected anti-Semitic terror plots. We're live with the very latest. Coming down, the house in Idaho where four college students were murdered, set to be demolished in a matter of days. The decision against the wishes of the victims' families, what they're now saying and the potential impact on the high-profile case. All that plus ready, set, shift. With Christmas looming, time's almost up to get your packages out the door. Just ahead, the deadlines you need to know to get them there in time. Today, Friday, December 15th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's Friday. We got here. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's start with the holiday countdown. Christmas now, guys, just 10 days away, and a lot of people are hoping to get some shopping done, maybe go to some parties this weekend. But get this, a major storm is going to impact millions of people. Yeah, and if you're traveling, too, the rain's already falling in places like Wichita, Kansas. The storm is now on the move. Another forming in the Gulf, and it's set to cause a major wind, rain, and flooding event up and down the East Coast this weekend. This comes as the busy holiday travel season's already underway. Airlines are getting ready for record numbers, and they're hoping to avoid a repeat of last year's disaster when a major storm left hundreds of thousands Thousands of passengers stranded. We've got it all covered. We'll start with Al's full forecast. Mr. Roker, what you looking at? Well, we are looking at the Gulf, as you guys mentioned. Good morning to you. And here's what we, we expect to see this storm system develop. It's going to be developing today in the Gulf, in the central Gulf. Wind advisories now for eastern Florida and heavy rains in the Keys. Then we get into tomorrow. Torrential rain impacts the entire Sunshine State. Severe storms, possibility of tornadoes as well, especially as you get into central Florida. Florida. On Sunday, it ramps up, starts to intensify as it moves up the East Coast, bringing heavy rain from Charleston, Roanoke, Cape Hatteras, and the winds are going to be a big impact, too. Then Monday moves into the Northeast, heavy rain early, winds are going to be a big, big factor up and down the I-95 corridor, and then back behind this wraparound, we're going to see lake effect snow developing and wind gusts of up to 50 miles per hour. So we do have a marginal to slight risk of strong flooding stretching from Portland all the way down to Miami, especially down in Florida, when we could be looking at one to two inch rainfall rates. And look at this heavy rain from Miami to 
Portland, we are expecting anywhere from one to three inches, but down in Florida could be five to six inches. So guys, this is going to be a big impact event that goes right on into Monday. So air travel, road travel is going to be a real mess. Yeah. All right, Al, you said it right there. Obviously, the weather is going to impact some early holiday travelers with just 10 days to go till Christmas. The big frenzy is just around the corner. Airlines have been preparing for record numbers. They're hoping to avoid a repeat of last year's travel nightmare. NBC's Tom Costello joins us now from Reagan National. Tom, how's it looking? So far, so good. I just checked on the Flight Aware Misery map. Not a lot of misery if you're flying today. Really good flying conditions. We expect 115 million people to be flying or driving over the extended Christmas break. Keep in mind, people are working remotely on the front side and the back side, so the entire getaway period is much, much longer. But if you did fly Southwest Airlines over last Christmas, if you had that terrible experience, you may still have some PTSD. Countdown to the 2023 holiday rush, and Southwest Airlines is promising there will be no repeat of 2022. We are ready. We, we've invested in uh, trucks and new pads and staffing and, and technology. I'm very, very proud of our people. Many travelers still have nightmares after a snowstorm triggered last year's Southwest meltdown. Nearly 17,000 flights canceled. Hundreds of thousands of passengers left stranded and mountains of lost luggage. Look at this mess. Everybody over here is pissed. Fast forward to today. Southwest says it has now invested heavily in de-icing equipment, revamped its computer system, and has plenty of staff for this year. Thanksgiving Day, there was snow 97% on time, zero cancels across our entire system. And this year is on pace to be a record breaker. The nation's airlines expecting more than 39 million passengers over a 14-day period, nearly 3 million a day. With the FAA expecting a peak on December 21st of nearly 50,000 flights in one day. Major airlines and airports have been preparing for months to meet the demand. With investments in technology like new screening machines in Atlanta and hiring aggressively to support the volume. And airlines know more people means more bags. Because most passengers now are only bringing carry-on bags, United is retrofitting their entire domestic fleet. More overhead bin space able to fit every carry-on bag. Other airlines are also making more room in the overhead bins. One reason so many of us are traveling this year, it costs less. Airfare is down 12% from where we saw it last year, as well as you know, gas prices are down quite considerably from 2022. Gas prices now below $3 a gallon in more than 20 states. So if you're planning to hit the road for the holidays, you'll have company. 104 million people will be driving with the biggest traffic days predicted to be Saturday, December 23rd and Thursday, the 28th. Okay, back here at the airport, I had a very close call yesterday, guys. I made my flight to Dallas by the skin of my teeth. I didn't check the TSA, my TSA app to see what the waiting times were like here at this airport. I mean, I barely made my flight. I was the last guy walking on two minutes before they closed the door. Check that app. Go on my TSA on the app, and you can see what the waiting time is at your airport, wherever you are. All right. Uh, Tom, by the way, one other note here. We're getting some details about a dramatic close call. It involved a JetBlue flight. What do you know about that? 
Yeah, this was in my home state of Colorado, the Yampa Valley Airport outside of Steamboat Springs. A JetBlue flight was taking off and suddenly, look at that, slammed its tail down onto the runway as it was taking off. The reason? It says it suddenly realized there was an inbound King Air flight coming right towards it. It was only two and a half miles away. It was in a very steep climb to avoid a head-on collision. The King Air thought, said it didn't realize the JetBlue was already taking off. So the NTSB investigating all of that, and there was substantial damage, as you can see, to the tail end of that JetBlue flight. Nobody injured. Okay, nobody heard. That's some good news there. All right, Tom, thank you so much. Now that breaking news here in New York overnight. The city hit with a power outage that impacted millions and left some people stranded in dark elevators. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is on the story. Stephanie, good morning. Savannah, good morning. I mean, this is a busy substation. There's a truck here going inside. It's back up and running. But people in this neighborhood felt a rattle maybe last night. Others looked out. They saw a ball of fire, a plume of smoke, and then lights flickered and went out all across the city. Right now, the NYPD does not suspect a crime was involved. But for a period of time last night, this rare blackout had the city on edge. Overnight, parts of New York City grinding to a halt after a brief power surge wreaked havoc. Darkness flickering in the city that never sleeps right before midnight. Residents felt the effects across the city, some even trapped in elevators, after a small explosion sparked at this substation in Brooklyn. Smoke seen filling the air. Brooklyn to the 31, uh, um, power grid explosion. The surge disrupted subway service, escalators and busy buildings frozen. Firefighters responded to calls from people stuck in elevators, including an employee at this Wegmans grocery store. Con Ed releasing a statement saying the surge was the result of a fault on a high-tension transmission line, causing customers to experience a dip or surge in power. It comes as there are concerns about the strength and safety of power grids across the country. With extreme weather approaching for the winter and systems under pressure, many hoping the disruption isn't repeated anywhere else this holiday season. So Conrad is blaming it. That's the power company is blaming it on a high tension wire. That's a, a wire with a lot of voltage. You know, you look at those pictures of that plume of smoke uh, is incredibly alarming. But thankfully, this morning, no one was injured. Guys, back to you. Stephanie, thank you very much. Let's turn now to the war in the Middle East. The U.S. now urging Israel in face-to-face talks to scale down its ground campaign in Gaza and do more to protect civilians. Meantime, several alleged members of Hamas have been arrested, suspected of plotting anti-Semitic attacks in Europe. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel is there in Jerusalem covering it all for us. Hi, Richard. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, Hoda. The National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, is visiting Israel and the West Bank today. And one of the first things he said was the United States stands with Israel and isn't trying to tell the Israeli government what to do, as the Biden administration is encouraging Israel to move to a new, less destructive phase of its war in Gaza. As Israel continues to attack Gaza with the full force of its military to overthrow Hamas, two U.S. officials tell NBC News the Biden administration wants Israel to transition from a high-intensity military campaign to a targeted one, focusing on intelligence-driven commando raids and more targeted strikes. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan in Israel today saying it's up to the Israeli government to decide when and how. There will be a transition 
to another phase of this war, one that is focused uh, in more precise ways on targeting the leadership and uh, on intelligence-driven operations. Israel's defense minister has suggested the Israeli military still needs months of high-intensity combat to clear out Hamas. President Biden weighing in Thursday. I want them to be focused on how to save civilian lives, not stop going after Hamas, but be more careful. The Israeli government says it's doing all it can to protect civilians in Gaza, with prior notifications of strikes by phone or leaflet. As a new U.S. intelligence estimate says of the 29,000 bombs Israel has dropped on Gaza since Hamas's attack on October 7th, nearly half were unguided, so-called dumb bombs, which are less precise. The Yibna refugee camp was hit by Israeli strikes overnight. Our camera crew arrived moments after one attack and recorded as the wounded start emerging. Children carried down the narrow alleys, some eventually making their way to a hospital. Ghazal Abushara shaking uncontrollably in shock. Arab and U.S. officials in the Middle East tell us they fear Israel could defeat Hamas in Gaza, but make more enemies in the process. Yesterday, authorities in Germany, Denmark, and the Netherlands arrested seven suspects, including four described as long-term Hamas members. They're accused of plotting to attack Jewish institutions across Europe, as the U.S. is also on high alert for terror threats, elevated after the war began. The Israeli military this morning said it recovered the bodies of two soldiers who were kidnapped on October 7th. Both were men and 19 years old. Hoda. All right, Richard Angle for us there in Jerusalem. Richard, thank you. All right, Craig joins us now, 13 minutes after the hour. What you got? Savannah Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well this morning. There are some new questions about the future of the war in Ukraine as well. As after yesterday's marathon news conference from Russia, Russia's President Vladimir Putin, there's another issue that's in the spotlight this morning. The whereabouts of a jailed Russian opposition leader, NBC's chief international correspondent, Kier Simmons. He is in Moscow for us once again. Kier, good morning. Craig, good morning to you. A day after President Putin's hardline rhetoric here in Moscow, his spokesman sitting down with NBC News to tell us that Russia would want to talk with the U.S., but only on Russia's terms. Craig, up until now, it has been illegal to describe what Russia calls its special military operation as a war here in Russia. But Dmitry Peskov says it is a war, a war he blames on the West. This morning, as Ukraine was hit by another Russian drone strike, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov accepting that what Russia has called a special military operation is now more than that. It is a war now. It is a war, of course. It is a war. It is a hybrid war that uh, actually the United States is, is orchestrating against our country. He says Russia is open to talks with Washington, but on its terms. The world is less safe than it used to be before our dialogue was shut down. The message is the fighting continues. Of course. Yes. Keep fighting. Yes. Listen, America is strongly involved in this conflict. Peskov speaking after President Putin's uncompromising message on Ukraine. The peace will come when we reach our goals. This morning, the whereabouts of jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny still unknown. The Kremlin critics' lawyers saying a Russian court confirmed he was no longer in the penal facility where he had been serving his sentence. 
uh, we simply don't know. It's not our authority of presidential administration to monitor uh, the movements of prisoners. President Putin said talks are possible, though not easy, over detained Americans Paul Whelan and Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich, who the US says are falsely accused of espionage. They're in custody. They're not hostages. Russia's militarization is inescapable. An ice rink outside Moscow features a fighter jet and a former Soviet rocket. Millions visiting an expo that includes the history of the Soviet nuclear program. We're proud of it. It's all history. Uh, we are a great country. That's the explosion yeah, of, of a nuclear test. Yes. The people are watching down there. Independent polls say around half of Russians do want peace talks, but not at any cost. Meanwhile, as President Zelensky battles for more money from Washington, I asked Dmitry Peskov, Craig, uh, whether President Putin would like to see a change in the White House. He told me, I have no doubt that President Putin would like to see someone who is more constructive to our country. Of course, Pres uh, former President Trump has said that he would solve the Ukraine crisis in a day. Dmitry Peskov saying it's too complicated to solve in one day. Craig? Kier Simmons for us. Once again in Moscow. Kier, thank you. All right, let's over to Mr. Roker and get a check of the weather. Hey, Al. All right, guys. The eastern third of the country is going to be fantastic today. Mild sunshine. This is literally the calm before the storm. Got another system that's in the mid-plains. That's bringing heavy rain to Texas, on into Oklahoma, parts of Arkansas, and also Nebraska. Sunshine-filled skies out west as well. Going to be kind of nice and looking for a little shower activity up through the upper Mississippi River Valley. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Coming up, a new twist in the Idaho College murders case that has the suspect's defense team racing back to the scene of the crime. Laura Jarrett's on that story for us. Hey, Laura. Hey, guys. Sometimes juries like to go back to the scene of the crime to see it for themselves. But in this case, if it ever goes to trial, they won't have that option. I'll tell you why that has the families worried. Right, Laura. We look forward to that. Plus, inside the holiday shipping rush, it is crunch time. Yeah. Ten days to go. Ten. Whether you got things to mail or gifts to order, we will break down the deadlines you need to know. But first, this is Today on NBC. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one Eight four four Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, we're back 7.30 on this Friday morning. A look at the world's most famous Christmas tree. A lot of people come to gaze at her because Christmas, by the way, is just 10 days away. And just let you know, letting you know, there was a group of five people who were outside yeah. this morning who'd been there since 2.30 in the morning. What? Wow. A whole group wearing Santa outfits, and they said they hadn't slept in a day. Oh, so my gosh. We're going to be able to point them out quickly. That is yeah. amazing. They'll be the ones sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh, there you are. Wow. Yeah, they were there. They were there. That is so awesome. All right. We will get outside yeah. in just a moment. Lots to get to in this half hour, though. We're going to start. With an unexpected twist in a case that we've been following closely for more than a year now. Yeah, the house where four University of Idaho students were murdered is now set to be demolished before the suspect's trial even begins. NBC senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett here with more. Hi, Laura. Good morning. Hey, guys. We have been following this one for a while, and it is a twist. The families of the victims want the house of where that crime happened to come down. As painful as it is, they want to see it come down. But the school clearly decided in this case, it has to right now. It's a haunting reminder of an unthinkable tragedy, but soon the house at 1122 King Road will stand no more. The University of Idaho announcing plans to demolish the house on December 28th. Its president saying in a statement, while we appreciate the emotional connection some family members of the victims may have to this house, it's time for its removal and to allow the collective healing of our community to continue. The family of victim Kaylee Gonzalez responding to the news on Facebook, writing in part, Kaylee unfortunately died in that house, but more importantly, Kaylee lived a fun, happy life in that house. When the house is torn down, it will be a very sad day for me. Teams from suspect Brian Koberger's defense visiting the house Thursday and returning today, telling the university they intend to take photographs, measurements, and possibly gather drone footage of the house in preparation for Koberger's trial, which still has no trial date. It was inside these walls that Zana Carnodal, Ethan Chapin, Madison Mogan, and Kaylee Gonzalez were found stabbed to death in November of 2022. The victims' families have called for the house to remain standing throughout the impending trial. The house is evidence, probably one of the biggest pieces of evidence. The FBI went to the house in late October. The university saying they asked to gather information that will let them create a physical model of the home for trial so prosecutors can map out what they say happened that night. A knife sheath, police say, they recovered from the bed where Kaylee Gonzalez and Madison Mogan were found dead on the third floor of that home. Prosecutors allege that Koberger's DNA was a statistical match to DNA taken from the knife sheath. According to court papers, one of the two surviving roommates was in her own bedroom on the second floor. Rosanna Carnodal and Ethan Chapin were killed. She told police she saw a man in black clothes and a mask walking past her and that she stood frozen as that man walked toward the sliding glass door leading out of that house. Meanwhile, the University of Idaho campus turning a new leaf in the new year. We are there for one another. We care for one another. We support one another. 
So, Laura, I'm so perplexed by this because I understand why the university wants the House to be gone at some point. Mm -hmm. But there's still a pending trial. Jurors may want to see it. They may want to have a jury visit to the crime scene. There may be other investigation, uh, investigatory reasons. So can anyone stop this? Yes. And the prosecutors, the state could try to file a motion, get an injunction to stop this right now, stop the demolition. But it's supposed to start on December 28th. So they're going to have to work pretty quickly during the holidays. But remember, it doesn't necessarily benefit one side or the other. We've seen jury cases in the past where they want to go to the crime scene. Think back to Alex Murdoch in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Think back even to OJ, right? So it cuts both ways. It doesn't always favor the prosecutors or the defense. But you can understand certainly why the families say, let's just be careful here. And to the extent that there was anything left in that house that they need, you want to make sure it's preserved. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. just when you remove it, then whatever claims are made are unverifiable. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Laura. Good weekend. Still ahead here on a Friday morning, a major ruling just announced this morning in Prince Harry's phone hacking lawsuit against a British tabloid. We're going to take you live to London for the details on that one. But first, Vicky's here with a can't-miss guide to last-minute holiday shipping. Hey, Vicky. Hey, good morning, Hoda, Savannah, and Craig. Yes, time is ticking. I'm going to have all the dates for you, plus some discount websites where you can get a deal on packages that you need to ship. But you got to go, like, now. That's coming up next on Today. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Ecucinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. We're back, 738, today's holiday consumer with just 10 days left until Christmas. We are in the home stretch when it comes to getting those gifts ordered and packages in the mail. Mm -hmm. Yes, but the big question... How much longer can we wait until it's too late? Oh, uh, let's hope it's not too late already. NBC's Vicky Wynn joins us. Got all the important answers. Vicky, I know a lot of people are freaking out now. Christmas is 10 days away. The three big carriers have given you their absolute dead stop date. So what do you have? Basically, after you finish watching the fourth hour of today, get thee to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> get, the post get office. your camera out or write down <laughs> these dates. I'm going to show throw a lot of dates at you. We're in the home stretch. Let's start with the U.S. Postal Service. They say tomorrow is the last day if you want to use their cheapest option, which is ground or first-class delivery. This is for Christmas Eve delivery in the lower 48. December 20th will be your priority three-day shipping, and the 21st, you have that priority express one day. Now, remember, Christmas is on Monday this year. 
There will be no oh. mail delivery on Monday. They will deliver on Sunday, Christmas Eve, but you've got to pay the premium holiday express oh, shipping for that with USPS. Okay, so that's that. That's that. Next is FedEx. FedEx says today, if you want their lowest price for ground shipping, then it's five-day ground shipping. You've got an option for December 19th for the express saver. If you wait till December 20th, it's two-day. And then they actually have an option. They call it same day, but it's December 22nd for delivery on the 23rd. Okay. okay. And then finally, you've got UPS. They have, uh, you got until what, the 20th or the 19th for their three day select. Next day air is 21st. <coughs> then Saturday delivery for delivery on the 23rd again mm-hmm. is the 22nd. Now, just I ran the numbers this morning in the car on the way here. To ship a two pound box from New York to California right now at the lowest price for UPS, around $33. If you select the next option, it's another $60. So uh, it's $97. Yeah, That's yeah, the price yeah. difference we're talking about here. Yeah. So you don't want to wait until the last minute because you end up paying more for shipping than maybe the cost of the gift itself. Mm-hmm. Is there any free shipping left anywhere? Mm-hmm. There is. So the retailers um, on all of your favorite websites will probably have it right there on their homepage. Ship by this day for free standard shipping. Nordstrom, for example, says ship by December 18th, 8 a.m. Eastern. Th- that will get it there by Christmas for free. Two-day shipping, December 19th is the cutoff at noon. Macy's will give you a little bit more December 20th by 5 p.m. Eastern time to get there by Christmas. Express shipping, again, you're going to pay for it, but it'll get there. That's the 21st. Now, stores are doing same-day delivery, our favorite thing. Bopus. Oh, Bopus. We cannot do a shopping segment without Bopus. Uh-huh. Buy online, pick up in store. A lot of stores are offering that. Walmart, uh, Macy's, Best Buy, and Target all announced Christmas Eve. You can still order it by a certain cutoff time, usually around 10 a.m. They'll either get it to you there same day or you can buy it online and go pick it up. But here's the thing. Just because you have Amazon Prime, don't rely on that. Some oh. of these items won't be eligible yeah. for that two-day shipping that you're accustomed to mm-hmm. because we're talking about 82 million packages a yeah. day that are being delivered right now. I do like how on Amazon they tell you at least whether it's going to arrive in yeah. time for yes. Christmas. I've yeah. enjoyed exactly. that option. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, Vic, let's say we, you know, we've, we've, we've left after the fourth hour. We're, yes. we've, we're there. We want to make sure the package gets there in time. How do we make sure it gets there in one piece? Okay, this sounds like a no-brainer, but people sort of do it all the time. They forget the apartment number mm-hmm. or they put the wrong zip code. The Postal Service says it's actually worse to put the wrong zip code than no zip code. Oh. But there's no excuse for it. You really can go to USPS.com and enter the address. They'll tell you what the zip code is. The other thing is write the to and from on the same side of the box and make sure it's very clear. Label mm-hmm. who it's to and who it's from. Put an index card inside the package that also has that same information in case in case the label gets damaged or smeared somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're also going to want to cushion and wrap fragile items. We talked about this. Brian Chung did its great mm-hmm. thing at FedEx showing you how they're dropped and shaken and whatever. Box within a box. What about that? Inception, right? So you bubble wrapped it into one box, then you put it into another box and bubble wrap. That that guarantees it oh, gets geez. there on time. Wow. No shipping ammo this year, Savannah. No okay. ammo. <laughs> Watch out for the aerosols, yeah. the lithium ion batteries. <laughs> You'd be surprised what people go and bring oh, to these, crazy, you know, yeah, yeah to, to try and ship. So just make sure okay. you call ahead or look it up. Okay. Well, that was a lot of information. So obviously we're going to put it on the website for you, all of those dates and whatnot. And Vicky's got so much information. She's going to come back on the third hour with more shipping advice and some tips to make sure that everything does, in fact, arrive in one piece. But do you know who's not going to have that problem? Mr. Roker. Mr. Roker. Oh, you know, I, I'm still mind-blown over Vicky's, <laughs> Vicky's Inception reference. That was very, impressive. Very. It didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> a box within a box. 
Oh. Ooh, mind blown. Uh, so let's look into next week, okay? So we've got a West Coast storm Monday and Tuesday, uh, stretching from Portland down to Los Angeles. Nice and mild midsection of the country. Departing storm getting out of here in the northeast of New England. Rest of the country looking good. Let's get into the midweek period next week. California rain continues. Midsection of the country. Highs 10 to 20 degrees above average. Beautiful weather along the eastern seaboard. Wet weather through Texas. And then as we head into next weekend, merry and bright in the northeast. We've got plenty of sunshine through the south. Plains in the Midwest looking at some rain. A slow-moving storm coming through California into the southwest. And that is your latest weather. Guys? Al, we have been waiting for this. We got an extra special boost. Okay, earlier this week, we showed you this adorable toddler who is totally obsessed with Al Roker's Sunday, Sunday catchphrase. So we're getting ready to bring these two together face-to-face because little Justin's right here in Studio 1A all the way from Miami. But first, these messages. Look shocked. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Mama, it's Sunday, Sunday. Then Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Okay, okay, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. All the Eastern Thursday. Yeah, we go it. Sunday, Sunday. Rain and snow return. Oh, it's so good. Janelle joins our favorite morning boost of the week, maybe the year. Two-year-old Justin Gunther Jr. and his obsession with Al's famous line. Okay, after we showed, showed this video, we shared it. We knew that we had to get Al and Justin together. Guess what? It's all happening. Justin's here along with his dad, Justin Sr., and his mom, Shelly. Shelly, by the way, part of our NBC family. We're so happy that you're here with us in South Florida. You're an anchor on NBC6 just down from Miami. But, guys, we're just missing one person, Justin. Who are we missing? Who's oh, here? We're missing we're somebody. Missing somebody. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Hello, Justin. How are you, buddy? Give him a hug. Oh, my little Sunday, Sunday guy. Look what he has. Thank you. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, is that your dinosaur? Yeah. Yeah. So you like Sunday, Sunday? Oh, oh, I miss my oh. kitty. What? Oh, it's okay. Oh, good. They turned the TVs off just so you don't keep looking at them. Is that okay? Oh, he's like, no, turn the TVs off. excited? Justin. Can you show us your excitement? I want to hear the kitty sound. You want to hear the sound? You want to hear the sound? Yeah. Like, Sunday, Sunday sound? You want to say it with me? Yeah. Okay, let's say it together. One, two, three. Sunday, Sunday. <sighs> Can we try, Justin? You want to say Sunday, Sunday? Can we try together? Let's do it together. Well, Ready? Together. Okay. Right, <laughs> he was very skeptical. <laughs> He's like, what One, two, three. Say it. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah. He's like, well, no. Only, yeah. in, my, only hey, in the comfort Justin, of my own home. He said, Justin's thinking, I'm no trick pony. <laughs> I, I, don't, right. I don't perform on your command. By the way, but seeing you on that flat screen might be. Justin, say it again. Sunday, Sunday. Okay. This is when he whispers it. And this is the mommy to say the Sunday, the Sunday, Sunday. Okay. Oh, you need mommy? Sunday, Sunday. Jesse's turn. But nothing happened to it, but 
Oh, Daddy has to do it? Yep. Sunday, Sunday! And Justin's third. What's Was he always just saying this around the house? He really was. And that's why we started filming it because we realized uh, during the days that he wasn't saying it and and Al, he's asking for it. And I caught myself YouTubing Sunday, Sunday Al Roker and I couldn't find anything. So that's why I started recording initially. And had this compilation of all these videos and we thought, okay, we have to do something with this. And he's only two years old. He's only two. This is incredible. Wow. And congratulations, you're expecting the Oh, another Sunday, Sunday thing. Yeah. Yeah. We can't help it. I, I was thinking, are we watching too much news at home? He doesn't ask me. That's amazing. PJ Masks or Paw Patrol. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday is what he's asking no. for. PJ Masks, Paw Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, we love you. We're so happy you came PJ to see us. PJ Masks. We love having you. I in a pit. Airplane. You did go on airplane. You fly and fly on the, oh, the airplane. That's really cool. Can you say hello okay. to everybody? Bye-bye. 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 Can you say one thank more you? Sunday, Sunday? Thank you. Can you give thank us one you. more Sunday, Sunday? Ready? Sunday. Yes. That's it. Low key. It's kind of hard to talk. This was awesome. It's okay. Thank you for having me. Justin, Mom, Shelly, Muniz, thank you so much for being here. I love that. You heading back Sunday, Sunday? Yeah. One more time, Justin. Say it again. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.